Today we celebrate the Nativity of St. John the Baptist, one of the more peculiar feasts in the liturgical calendar. Why? Well, in all of the church year, we only celebrate with this level of feast, a solemnity. A solemnity supersedes an ordinary time Sunday, which is why we're celebrating this feast today. The only other time in the liturgical year we celebrate a birth with this amount of fanfare is Christmas. Every other saint on the calendar, every other one except for the Immaculate Conception, has to do with some sort of death. When we celebrate a saint on his or her feast day, it's usually the day they died, or in the case of martyrs, the day they were martyred. Today, however, we celebrate a birth. And this is a good reminder to each and every one of us of the dignity, the inherent worth, and the sanctity of life. Life from conception until natural death. And the beauty and the wonder that is a child. Especially now as I've become a new uncle these past few months, I just enjoy and love children so much more. Maybe it's because I never have to worry about putting a child to bed or or cleaning a diaper or something like that. It brings even more joy when I'm there and I can say, here you go, I'm ready to go. All right? Maybe it's that, right? But also just the beauty, the wonder, the innocence, the potential that a child has. And as Catholics, as Christians, we're called then to defend, to honor, to serve the most vulnerable and innocent among us. And oftentimes this means that we have a political wander or or a political desert in which we live. We're called to protect those in the womb. We're called to protect those children who are torn from their parents at the border. We're called to help and serve and honor those children who don't have a house, who don't have anything to eat, who don't have a parent. We're called always to love, to serve, to honor children. Because as we heard in that beautiful psalm, you have, you have created me, Lord, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God loves each of us so much that each of us is a transcendent, holy, wonderful being made in his image and likeness. And therefore we are called to honor, protect, and serve each other, especially children. But not only that, but because of what Christ has done in the world, because of the work of revelation, we also know that we are set apart through our baptism, that we are called to something greater than mere lip service or mere basic social service. As Isaiah said in the Gospel, that God has called me from my birth. And he has done that to each and every one of us, the birth that comes in baptism. We were not only given new birth in Christ, we were set apart to be a prophet, to share the good news of Jesus with the world. Through our baptism, we were anointed priest, prophet, and king. Therefore, we are all the prophet Isaiah. We are all John the Baptist. We are called to share this wonderful news with the world, but we recognize, as we heard St. Paul in reference to John the Baptist in the Gospel, quoting him, we recognize that not one of us is worthy. Not one of us has what it takes in and of ourselves. Each one of us is a sinner. Each one of us needs God. 
And this is the beauty of this feast we celebrate today. Because we hear in this gospel today the importance of the name John. Why is this such an important thing for Zechariah and Elizabeth? I mean, obviously they were asked by God. Why did the people respond with such awe? Why did the people say, surely the hand of the Lord was with him in reference to a name? Well, John in Hebrew means graced by God. And each one of us is John. Each one of us in our baptism is graced by God. And because we are graced, we are called. We are called to share in the life of Christ. We are called to share that life with other people. We are called to recognize, even in our brokenness, that we can point people toward the life of Christ. We are not the Savior. I am not the Savior. You are not the Savior. But the Savior calls me by name. He gives me a name. And that name is grace. And so in this life of God, the importance of grace is without, I mean, it's just impossible to fully tell why grace is so important in our life. Grace is literally God's life working in us, through us, with us, in our hearts. In other words, when we are in a state of grace, when we are living in accord with God's grace, God is living and blessing in all that we do except for sin. Think of that for a moment. Oftentimes, we have a way of bifurcating. Here's my job, here's my family life, here's my church life. But in grace, all of those things are life in God. This is what each of us are called to. This is the life, the birth of John the Baptist. Each of us are John. But we're not set aside, right? John is not just thrown out. He's not just born and then put out. He has Zechariah and Elizabeth, who are righteous, godly, husband and wife. They take in this child, this wonderful gift who's been graced, and they help to show him the way. They teach him the ways of faith. They encourage, they challenge, they build him up. We too need that community. On our own, our grace can only get us so far, but with our brothers and sisters, when we are walking and following after someone, or when we are dragging someone with us. We are building up the grace in our lives. Our community is strengthened. The world is changed. As wonderful as grace and, excuse me, as wonderful as grace and community are, and they're necessary, they're absolutely vital and important, so too is, as we heard at the very end of this gospel, the child grew and became strong in the spirit. Where? In the desert. In order for grace, in order for our community to have its most impact, its greatest impact, its most meaning in our life, we have to step out regularly from the everyday and go to the desert. We must spend time in prayer. We must spend time in silence. We must spend time sitting and gazing upon the face of God and listening. Zechariah received the prophecy of his son's birth. Where? In the temple, in the Holy of Holies, by himself. We too are called to go to that desert. And when we come out of that desert like John the Baptist, filled with grace, we inspire the community, we become a signpost, we become a guide, we pave the way for the Lord. 
You are all John. You are all graced by God. You are all his forerunners, his teachers, his prophets. John the Baptist came into the world to point the way to Christ, to know him, and as he said in the Gospel of John, I must decrease and he must increase. We are all called John. But when we decrease and Jesus increases, the birth of John the Baptist, the life of John the Baptist becomes ours. And we walk forever with Christ, drawing our brothers and sisters to the one who sets us free, to the one who frees us from sin.